the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. With over 120 million happy users, Theorem Reach is helping app developers make more money with fun, rewarded surveys that you can easily add to your app. Go check out theoremreach.com to learn more. B7dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at b7dev.com. What is up, App Nation? I'm back into my normal studio. I begged my wife, can I please stay home so that I can have this beautiful backdrop so I can be standing, so I could be with you guys. I got sick of being in the office. I love really being in this scenario doing this, but thank you guys for joining. I've got a phenomenal guest. We're going to talk all about user engagement and retention. A lot of times we talk a lot about growth, but if you don't got the engagement, if you don't have the retention, you ain't got deadly squat, really. You ain't going to monetize. And so we're going to talk all about that, but I want to Say hi to a few people that have been joining us every week too, before we get into the guest who's right here. I mean, right here as well. I want to say hi, Shakar. And then Bianca, good to see you every week. Patrick, what's happening, my friend? Leandro, good to see you every week. And then Pink, Jod, what, thank you guys for joining. So let me introduce the guest. She is now the senior director of mobile marketing, right, Morella? But now she's got, we had a podcast episode that you guys should check it out. And I will link that into the description on YouTube. But we talk all about like the nitty gritties of how she's using email marketing, push notifications, card abandonment to really bring back the users and the different type of campaigns has really helped to drive more re revenues for Zinio. But without further ado, let me introduce a guest. Her name is Morella Chile. She is the and I think I remember correctly, senior of uh, senior director of mobile marketing at Zinio, where you guys got to check it out. It is Zinio.com or search for Zinio in your favorite app store. Morella, welcome back. Thank you, Steve. Thanks again for the invite. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And yeah, hopefully we can provide further insight to your audience, um, something that they can take straight away and implement to, to get the results they need. So let's let's talk about this right front and center. How have things changed for you guys post this COVID environment? And now I've got iOS 14 on my phone right now, but with the new IDFA things, restrictions in place, how are things going to be changing for the mobile space in general? Yeah, so I mean, when when we talk about what, what happened post-COVID uh, era, um, I would say one of the biggest shifts we've seen in user behavior um, you know, in the past years, uh, Zinio users were increasingly moving towards smartphones, which led to our focus on, um, you know, improving our mobile offering and um, our customer experience on smartphone devices. Um, however, for, for the last few months, we've seen an, an increasing number of customers accessing Zinio on larger devices, larger screens, uh, tablets and desktops. So that, that makes perfect sense as, as we've all been stuck at home, uh, you know, using computers um, as a tool, not only for work, but also for entertainment. So um, uh, I would say that's something that is gonna influence our, uh, you know, our focus for, for the coming months, considering the fact that we're not out of the woods yet in regards to the pandemic. So 
uh, yeah, we, we're going to focus, still focus a lot on, on the digital experience on larger devices. Um, another interesting shift in behavior we've noticed, um, it's in regards to the day of the week when our users uh, would access Zinio. Um, throughout the entire year, the user behavior has shifted constantly. Um, you know, Xenia users tend to access the app uh, on the weekends normally. Uh, however, during March, the day with most sessions we've seen was Sunday. Um, you know, by, by March, most of countries were under you know, lockdown, so people started working remotely. And uh, most likely they were trying to adjust to the new normal and working more hours than usual. We've all done it and sort of leaving leisure activities and entertainment uh, towards the latter part of the weekend. And uh, in April, once uh, you know people started experiencing a bit of burnout, we've seen most of the sessions moving towards the middle of the week. And then as we move through the summer months, uh, uh, you know, countries started easing restrictions. So uh, we've seen again reading behavior shifting. Uh, by leveraging this data, we were also able to sort of shift our our marketing strategy and we introduced a more content-based approach, ensuring that we deliver the right type of content um, at the right time when users needed you know, that sort of distraction or, or entertainment. So I would say one of the most important lessons uh, we've learned for the last uh, six months is the fact that we should change our approach in the way we're looking at the data mm. and sort of try to gain a better understanding of the human story behind the data. Um, also to treat this data as part of the story, not the full picture. Um, you know, uh, when looking at also to sort of, instead of looking at the data in isolation, uh, we should look at the metrics as numbers and as, uh, no, so not as numbers, but treat those numbers as opportunities to, to ask more questions. Uh, like how is the user behavior changing? Why is that change? Why is it happening? And um, you know, what should we be aware of to make sure that we are going in the right direction? Hey, Marilla, I wanna to talk to you about something where you said, I wanna show the right content at the right time. Specifically, what does that mean? Do you have an example of how you use that data? Uh, yes, so we started an initiative that was focusing on uh, content specifically around wellness, uh, meditation. You know, we are all aware that it's it's been a very stressful time for all of us. Uh, people have different ways of dealing with stress. Uh, so we try to focus on content that would sort of help calm anxiety and you know improve the mindset of of uh, of our customers and we started sending those that type of content on fridays uh initially um through email push notifications and we have seen a very high engagement rate um so yeah sort of like Kept, we kept an eye on when is when are our customers interested in reading, um, when are they looking for entertainment, and then we target them on those days with, with the content that we sort of guessed they were looking for. Are you guys doing anything on an advertising front? Are you just sort of leveraging, and I'm assuming that you're leveraging people who maybe haven't subscribed or and you're trying to get them to subscribe type of campaign? Is that what those campaigns are all about? Yeah, so I mean, we we've 
we have done a little bit in terms of acquisition. We're mostly leveraging Apple search ads. And uh, although for, for the last few months, we have seen a surge in organic installs and, um, you know, users need uh, uh, digital content. It was, yeah. yeah, it was really the, the only channel that you can get entertainment for, for the last you know few months. And, uh, yeah, our focus has been more towards, has shifted more towards engagement, uh, rather than acquisition. Right. And I want to make sure people understand Zinio is all where you can get a bunch of different magazines, subscribe to the magazines, your favorite magazines through the app. You don't have to have the physical paper, right? I'm describing that right, Marella? Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. We are distributing um, just digital content. Um, so you can subscribe to your favorite magazines from around the world. I think we carry over 6,000 magazines yeah. in digital format, and you can access them on your desktop, laptop mobile device, tablet, uh, we are platform agnostic. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So some of the apps we're going to get into as well, for some reason, now that I have iOS at 14, I can't go to some of the, these little app stores that it used to be. So uh, here are the, the apps that we have on docket rivers. We've got a VPN app. We've got a stretching app, which is going to be phenomenal. I've been a big fan of yoga and stretching during this pandemic. Guess what, Morella? I can do a warrior three for those yogas, yogis nice. out. Only on my left leg, though. That's my stronger leg for some reason. But I can do a warrior three now on my left leg. Pretty proud of that. And then, yeah, that's fantastic. No, that's great. <laughs> hey, and then focus by, I'm really excited about looking at this, Dante, because it seems like a cool app. Like you're integrating a lot of different things in a Pomodoro timer. So I'm, I really want to get into that app as well. Okay, Morella, before we get into this, I want to answer some questions and then maybe talk about some things that are on top of mind for you. So Bianca asks, Bianca, good to see you. Have you seen any studies that support pushing lifetime subscriptions versus annual as a strategy for success? Bianca, yes. I just did a interview with a client of mine as well, but he was talking about how certain countries and certain regions actually prefer a lifetime. And so he actually used that lifetime you know, plan as a success story, because he's like, look, I know that in Germany and parts of Europe, people are signing up way 50, 50 versus yearly and lifetime. And in the U S typically people are, you know, the majority of people are signing up for the actual, for the annual. And with lifetime, you, what you can do is now give people options and then make certain plans look more attractive, but yes, having a lifetime offer is actually a good strategy to implement. Really? You want to add anything to that? Uh, no, I think that's, uh, um, I love your feedback. I think that's great. My only feedback would be to uh, to perhaps offer more <laughs> uh, more options to, to customers as, you know, having more choices, um, you have higher chances of um, um, getting customers to, to subscribe. You know what? I was thinking the same thing because I was thinking like me as a consumer, I just finished this book called the catalyst from Jonah Berger. And he was talking about options, how user loves users, love options, not, not too many options because then, you know, they, they're going to go into like, Oh, which one should I pick and never decide on anything, but giving them lifetime option, one-time purchase. I even thought with certain apps, maybe you have some ads in there. So a one-time remove ads in app purchase and then a subscription, because then you can start playing around with different price points to make certain plans look attractive. So I think the, from the books I've read, I think it's three to five options you want to kind of give your users before they start getting into like option fatigue. 
whatever <laughs> the, the right saying is. Yeah. Cool. All right. So anything else from a, an engagement standpoint, I know one of the things that you want to talk about, like who really owns engagement? Is it the product team? Is it the marketing team? And for these big, bigger companies, I know it's sort of a battle between these two teams. No, totally. I mean, uh, I would say in most of the companies that I've been speaking with, um, the product team sort of owns a lot of the elements of the life cycle marketing. Um, however, I think it's important to start thinking about product marketing and consumer marketing as two separate entities. Um, while the product marketer is, you know, it's they're an integral part of the success of the product or the app. Their focus is to drive demand and adoption among customers by looking at the product, you know, from a strategic perspective to, to ensure that the product is successful and it offers a, a great customer experience. However, the focus of the consumer marketing or retention marketing team is to build a uh, truly consumer centric ecosystem, uh, requ which requires a new kind of expertise, a different you know, type of expertise, as well as understanding the user motivation, what drives users to engage with a brand. Also nurturing them every step of the journey, um, you know, to drive repeat session and loyalty. So I would I would also add that the upcoming changes, we, we keep talking about IDFA, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a, a major shift in in the advertising industry and the mobile industry. So this will sort of further accelerate the shift towards a customer-centric approach. Uh, and in order for brands to be successful uh, in this new landscape, they need to build trust, they need to build reputation and an authentic connection with, with the customers. Um, so as well as developing a deep understanding of the different cultures in order to pave the way towards deeper and longer lasting relationships and align not only through the messaging, but also through actions uh, across the entire organization, um, you know, by making diversity and inclusion central to, to a brand's mission. And I would also add that it's, it's very important to break down barriers within departments and talk to each other. Uh, we've, we've struggled a little bit at senior. <laughs> so I think that's important in order to sort of understand how to serve customers in the best possible way and strive to be a customer-led organization to better align customer obsession um, you know by asking key questions what are our strengths what do our customers need and you know what do they get from us and how to best help them get the value from using our our product yeah. that's, that's really key i like it okay i want to paint Pankaj, Pankaj, I think I'm saying it right. He says, hi, but Pankaj, this is your app. So we're gonna take a look at that. And it is Rivers. So Pankaj says, Rivers is an all-in-one mobile first remote social collaboration platform. We would like an overall feedback of the app from what you're covering, onboarding, user experience, ASO recommendations, any suggestions on how we can get the right users acquired for Rivers. What are the chances that Apple might feature it? What did you like this? Like, okay, cool. All right. So looking at the app, Morella, it looks like a, like a Slack meets Trello meets a sauna type of thing, right? That's the general yeah. sense that I got from it. The, from an ASO perspective, obviously you're going collaborate. I have done certain apps like this where I think it's like team collaboration, collaborate, 
those certain terms are good. I think effective, you probably don't need connect. You probably don't need as keywords. These are going to be valuable places, Pankaj. And so you want to get good keywords on there. Maybe it's team collaboration is the thing that you want. Maybe it's sharing files. So think about through the keywords. I just think when you have effective connect, those are great for screenshots, not necessarily for keywords in your title and your subtitle. All right. Organize. Well, I don't know how you feel about this. And I don't know if I'm just being a snobby American, but like when I see organize with the S, I'm always like, mm, okay, well, I don't know. It just makes me feel funny for some reason. I don't know why. Again, like I could be a snob, but I, I kind of like seeing a Z and that's just my brutal feedback on, <laughs> on that. Do you yeah. have any yeah, uh, what I would uh, highlight here, so totally agree with you. I think uh, localization is very important. So if you, these screenshots are for the US market, they should be in, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, they should not use the British spelling. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> All right. Group your activities and topics and channels. Okay. And I think what you can do is really talk about the benefits of, because of, what I find with these type of tools, and we had a problem even going to like Trello and Asana, and then now we're at ClickUp. It's like, do we really need this? It is a huge barrier to switch over to a platform, especially in teams. So really think through, like, are you targeting a team that is just starting out, that they know nothing about Asana and Trello and all these things and Slack? And so, but if we already have something in place, like most teams do, it's a huge burden to switch over. So really, instead of being like group your activities and topics and channels, which, you know, other things have, like what makes you unique and talk about the big benefits of that. Sure. You should talk about like what your app does in your first screenshot, but the second and third should really be like why you are so unique because there's so many players in the game for this. I totally agree with you. Um, something else that I'm not sure, sorry, if you mentioned, but 60% of the users would not swipe past the first two screenshots. So that's really your best real estate to, to highlight what makes you unique. Um, by looking at the screenshots, I think the third one would probably mm -hmm. be a huge differentiator versus Slack. The fact that you can assign uh, tasks, I don't think Slack has that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, cool. All right, I think that's good. From an Apple feature, look, like I've said in the past, it's not necessarily important. It's never gonna make or break your business. You. The designs look great. I'm going to go into the app and kind of give you, but that's the one thing I look at when an Apple feature. Zinio uh, Morella, you've probably been featured by Apple a bunch of times. Like, what have you seen as the impact of an Apple feature? We have seen a huge increase in impressions and installs, uh, but usually that tends to last throughout the amount of time we're featured. And after that, it kind of dies down very fast. I don't know if you had this experience, but I was talking to a bigger client of ours who's been featured multiple times. He's like, it doesn't always mean the right users. Like we don't see the higher subscribers. We see a lot of people being like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me check out the app, but not a lot of subscriptions from an Apple feature. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, something else I wanted to mention is uh, the fact that uh, perhaps they can focus on increasing the number of app store ratings. So currently the average rating is pretty good, it's 4.6. Uh, that's a great number. However, it, the low volume uh, could be a disadvantage. Usually I'm kind of suspicious when I see such a low volume, I think, okay, <laughs> that's probably like the family, close friends and- Yeah, true. 
low low volume and high ratings it's like yeah. oh, I think it's family <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean i i don't think there are any studies out there that would give you the exact number of ratings you, you should have but i would say perhaps maybe five thousand would be a decent number to aim wow. for yeah and we you know marella talked about how she was able to do that i think they even covered it in one of my videos yeah. it's, time, it's time for a shameless plug so yeah i have several articles where i talk about a project that we worked uh, at zinion where we needed to improve our average star rating so yeah you guys feel free to reach out and i can send you the links yeah please do that and then i will put it into the youtube comments or in the youtube description below so you guys can check that out as well and into the show notes you guys, just for those who are watching this, this does go into a podcast. So if you can't watch it, you know, it will go on to the podcast next Thursday. So you have to wait a bit. All right, Rella, let's get into the app itself. So here is my phone. Hopefully I don't get any crazy texts from anybody, but this is my real phone. All right, here we go. First time user experience. Again, this is why I don't, I don't like this. Yep, me neither. Okay. So don't ask me right away. Give me a reason why. Don't ask me right away. Like, hey, stay informed on top of your team. Accept, you know, enable push notifications. The, do the double opt-in is always the best way to go. So I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems very intrusive. It's the first thing we see when opening the app. So I would recommend delaying it, uh, delaying it a bit so users can experience the app first to understand what value they get from opting in. You ask for my phone number right away. Jeez Louise. All right, here. Let me just to not make sure I don't give away my phone number to everybody on the stream. All right, Pancash. Bear with me as I put in my phone number and everything else. All right, back. <laughs> All the things that can go wrong when you do something live. All right, here we go. Not that I wouldn't mind getting emails and texts from you guys right. would like to thanks for signing up would like to require access okay feels like it's quite a lot of requests within the first five seconds of opening the app right not a good practice huh mm -hmm. create a cube at your workspace and start working with your team okay skip well, I thought there was gonna be three because I thought three three little buttons. So I thought there was gonna be a next one, but I didn't know it was gonna go into straight into a queue. Reverse captain, hi Steve Young, thanks for signing up. Interesting. Look, Pancatch, there's probably a reason you built this because there's Slack, right? Like there's a lot of different platforms. So why did you build it? Why what makes you different from Slack? I had a client of ours, it's called workgroup.im. The one thing I hate about Slack. Marella was the fact that, you know, if I'm talking to different clients and different groups, mm -hmm. it would require me to go into a different channel, which was like, why? And now they have this in their paid for plan where we can sort of have cross team like channels, which is mm -hmm. phenomenal. But that was the big thing. And I was like, I love it because then I can just sign into one place, not have to sign out or go into a different Slack channel and all that stuff. I can just go to one place. So if that's why, you know, like think about why you hate Slack because they are the big players in the game and think through like, okay, well, one app, one channel, that's it for all your team communication. That is more beneficial than everything else in here. But everything else looks great. So I'm gonna create a cube and we're gonna create our own organization. So Zinio and at, whoops, whoa. All right. Let me do this real quick. 
I should probably just create anything. Okay, now I can add members. So let's go into my contacts. I'm gonna skip that. Cube directory. Add a new topic. You know, I think the first thing you want to do after you create a cube is invite people. Now you, I, I know you had it in the contacts, but maybe because this is a team, a professional team, they might not be in my contacts. So I might want to send them an email. So I think the first thing after a cube should be invite your members, whether it's a link, a sh big share button to do it, not create a topic in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, I think I, I remember one of the, in one of the interviews uh, from Facebook's growth team, which was a while ago, they were saying that, uh, remember that we'd uh, have seven friends within the first 10 days. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Success, <laughs> the key to success. So, yeah, I would, uh, I agree with you on that recommendation. First, build your list of contacts and then sort of move on to the next step of, yeah, you have this huge space that you're talking about, create a topic, but guess what? A topic isn't that valuable if nobody's there exactly. to actually talk to me about that particular mm -hmm. topic. So the big, th biggest thing is to get more people to join. Again, it was good, great in the contacts, but most of the time, I'm probably not going to have my team's contact info in there. It's all going to be more personal stuff. All right. Hope that was, let me know in the comments below, Peng Cash, what you think but I think that we answered most of your questions. Overall, the app looks great. Like you've done a great job. The design elements are great. Anything from an engagement or push notification? I know you're really big on that stuff that you think we should be implementing here, Marilla? Uh, Yeah, I would have to have a deeper look at the app. <laughs> okay. Right now, the first view, it's, it's kind of difficult, but... One yeah, of the things like, I wanted to talk, sorry, go ahead. Uh, like you said, I, I would try to to push users within the, the first session to add contacts to, you know, refer people to the app to get more contacts in there so they can interact with. So that's what I would perhaps do with, with the first push, not uh, push notification or the first email message. Yeah, I like it. Okay. The, yeah, like. Rivers is way better or flow better. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of a pun with rivers and all that stuff. But Marella, one thing I want to ask you about too, I'd created this video about like a strategy for push notifications that day one, you should do this. Day two, you should do this. Day three, you should do that. Because I feel like there's a tight window that we have where a client maybe figures out about Zinio and like, oh my God, they have all these magazines. I really wanted people. I'm so sick of pain. And you know, like, getting these magazines i can get it sooner i don't have to wait in the mail they, you have this short window where they're so excited do you have a strategy in place that says all right you know day one you typically want to do x y and z day two you typically want to do this and so forth at all yeah no we don't have no, i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say i mean for for any app the, the first week is the most important the the way you onboard your customers you know your users during that first week it sort of uh, decides the the fate <laughs> of your retention rate uh and i i think that's something that maybe uh, a lot of companies need to work on um, you know, they, they put so much work into acquiring customers, but then there's not as much effort into sort of driving customers in understanding how they can get value from that app. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that's that's sort of um, 
get users from point A to, to point B. So this is where, uh, you know, a very um, strong activation uh, process comes, comes into place, getting users from the sign up to creating a habit around using, using your product. So um, also something that it's uh, important highlighting about activation is the fact that it touches 100% of, uh, of the users versus other, you know, other areas like engagement and retention. Um, so, and, and the first impression is also the last impression. So <laughs> if you have a, a great first impression, then customers would, would come back. If not, um, it's just a matter of time until they were uninstall the app and disappear for, for good. So I would say the, the key moments uh, we should aim towards uh, inactivation is uh, first the moment when uh, the new users experience the, the core value uh, of your app. And then second, the moment users create a habit around, uh, you know, that, that core value. Um, uh, so basically with, with the activation process, we're, we're just sort of um, get users from one step to the next until they build that organic uh, natural usage habit. So sort of, uh, um, you know, some of the and also some of the biggest mistakes in activation which we have done and learned uh, from uh, was the fact that um, sometimes the activation ends too soon um, and that's where where you see a big drop off hmm. um, what's too soon do you think uh, maybe five days okay <laughs> it, yeah it, it really depends from one app to another one product to another from one service to another uh, you just have to identify what is uh, the, you know, what is that core value proposition uh, that your app provides, and then get users to experience that for the first time. Yeah, the one of the strategies we've used in email marketing in the online world is, let's say, you know, it is past, let's say, fourteen days, where you feel like, mm -hmm. all right, I probably lost a user by now the great way for email marketing is like, do you hate us or, you know, something like that, something like really ag aggressive, like hate and being wanting people to reply to that. Like, Hey, you know, we, we figured you haven't checked out our app or we haven't, you haven't done X, Y, and Z. Do you still want to be on this? Because you don't want to pay for these emails either in your email platform. Cause they just cost money. It's, it's a good way to, to sort of scrub your list and get people re-engaged of people who actually are interested in your app or service, whatever you want to do. Yeah, so that, that reminds me of another project that we worked on at Zinio, where we try to reactivate um, a large percentage of our user base uh, that became dormant. We've tried in the past different strategies. We tried offers, we tried vouchers, and nothing really worked. So uh, we decided to, to try a new approach where we focused on um, the new features that we introduced uh, you know, with our app. Uh, values that the app was not providing before when when those people churned um, and we we found great success with this with this strategy uh, it increased the velocity of um, upgrading to the new version by 50 percent wow and also the the email campaigns uh, had a, a 100 percent increase in open rate versus the previous attempts with the offers and vouchers and we also tried the, the approach of this is the last time you're going to hear from us <laughs> <laughs> nice do you remember the subject lines because i would think like you know the fomo mentality like here's what you've been missing is like what okay all right let me let me see this type of thing do you remember the subject line you use by any for, chance for which one the the 100 increase uh ah uh, so for the features i think um 
no, I can't remember, honestly. Okay. It's been a year since then. I like this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I like the conversation. It's like, oh yeah, that reminds me of something else. All right, let me get into some of the questions too before we get into the next app. Andy says, question, should the app icon be used in the screenshots? What do you think, Morel? Uh, I don't think it would provide much value since it's right there on top of the screenshots. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Andy, no. Short answer, no. <laughs> Steve says, Steve Majors, what's up, Steve Majors? What is a suggested amount of price options to offer the user? I was thinking freemium, three months, one year, lifetime, eventually. I do think like freemium, monthly, yearly, lifetime is the, the main thing. And I've been playing around with making the monthly a little bit more expensive so that the yearly looks really attractive to so play around with those options. But I don't, I think people like monthly. You don't want them on the monthly, but people tend to like monthly. If you're not going to have the monthly, you're just going to have three months. I don't think that's the right way to go, but curious to see what you say, Marlo. Uh Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, monthly subscription tends to be preferred by most of users. And by offering, uh, like you said previously, by offering way too many options, um, uh, it's going to be a bit more difficult for users to choose. So I would suggest maybe perhaps keeping to three options. Good photo, Steve. Look at that. You're like right front and center. I like that. All right. Aiden asks, hey, Steve, I'm loving your content. You've become one of my must-watch shows. Awesome. I love that you call it a show too. I'm working on a remote, I'm working with the remote team a lot more. What software are you using for your live stream? StreamYard. Awesome software. I used Ecamm Live before, but StreamYard is by far my favorite one. And then Bizwajit said, I made a game. It's called, okay, that's great. <laughs> Congrats, Bijwat. <laughs> Andy says, what's your opinion on non-disclosure agreements? Is that important with teams I'll be working with? It was mentioned in Chad Moretta's book. Andy, like if you're in the, I don't know, Marilla, like I don't know, jump in anytime, but like, I feel like in the very beginning, if when clients come to me, like, hey, sign this NDA first, I'm like, oh, what are you, a beginner? Like, I just feel that way because it's like, I've heard about your idea. Like if it's, if you think I'm going to steal your idea, Trust me, I probably heard about your idea two or three times already, given the, the space that I'm in. I always feel like when you're about to move and work with the client, obviously, when you're very serious about working with that person, then go ahead and do that NDA. Like our agreements all have non-disclosure type of clauses in there. But when you're just starting out and just like talking to people and trying to get some quotes, I don't think an NDA is that important yet. Mm -hmm. um, I mean... I would be speaking from a different perspective as an established right. business. So in our yeah. case, yeah, that, that would be required for pretty much every conversation we have with a potential vendor or partner. Right. But like, yeah. If you're a bigger company, I get it. I'm like, all right, hey, you're Zinio, you're Red Bull. All right, I'll sign this thing and then we can talk. But if you're people like me and Andy, I don't think you need it yet. That's just my opinion, though. I'm not legal. I don't think my my wife my lawyer wife would tell me not a legal consultant. So go make sure you could talk to them for any legal questions. Disclosure. All right. Aiden says, how do you build an before launching an app? Okay. How do you build an audience before launching an app? Which social media platforms are best? Is a landing page a good idea? What's a good resource for landing page jizz ideas? So I can start, Marilla, and you can jump in anytime. Do you think that it's important to build an audience if you can? Not necessarily always important because the cool thing about an app store is there's a built-in audience looking for stuff. And so you have that in place, but depending on your app, Aiden, maybe you do want to do that. Now the platform is just really depends on where your audience is. If it's on Instagram, if it's like a motivational app, be on Instagram. If it's a rivers app like Panja Pankaj, you want, maybe want to be on it, LinkedIn. And so 
think about where your audience is going to be. And then that will inform you on which social media platforms are going to be best. And a landing page, I think it is a good idea just to gauge the type of interest where you can say like, where are people scrolling to send them to a certain spot, have an email opt-in when you can launch soon. So it is nice just to test different things. And you might be able to test even like ads. If you have that type of budget, like icons, messaging to bring them into a landing page and hopefully get them to put given give you your email address. Again, don't think that all this is necessary, but since you asked, giving you sort of my ideas on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I think a landing page with, a, with an email capture is vital because that's how you really build that audience. And then once your product is live, then you can start promoting it to that specific audience. And re, uh, I'm, I can't remember 100% uh, uh, this, but I, I know uh, the, in the app store, there is an option where you can pre-launch the app. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know much about it, but uh, I think that's, that's also an avenue worth exploring. Yes, Aiden, definitely do that. So even on Google play and the app store, I've, a, I've got a video on this where we say definitely put it in pre-order, you know, on the podcast, we talked about this on Apple, you can put in pre-order. I won't get into specifics, but like you can put it in pre-order mode and on Google, you can do a private beta or an open beta and you should definitely do all of that too. But with Apple, you can be in pre-order mode. The cool thing is people can't download your app until you officially launch. And so you can literally build the app as you're in pre-order mode. You can update new builds and that's what we're doing with our app. And I'm going to share that case study later on. All right, let's get into the next one. Alex says, Hey, Steven Morella back for my second live stream. Appreciate your work. Alex, why is this just your second? I've been doing this since April, man. Come back next week. So that's all I wanted to say to you. All right, let's get into the next one. We've got the VPN app. Now it's no longer available. I was able to download it yesterday, but today Morella said she couldn't download it. I couldn't, if I hadn't downloaded it, I couldn't see the app in the US app store. So it looks like just for Canada, but let me go into what they want to cover. Talha says the design description, basically everything Steve's finds important. Well, thank you, Tala, for the, the, the trust in me. But here, let's take a look real quick because I can't see it in the, the app store kind of like this. I'll have to just show you guys. So obviously VPN, and I'm going to App Annie, so I'm sharing all the, or Central Tower, so I'm sharing all the data. A lot of good reviews, 1,600. Marella wants you to get to 6,000, so get there soon. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like you're making some money, so good job on that. Let's take a look at the screenshots like the 2020 featured by Apple. I like that. I travel a lot. Sorry, Marilla. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying this is nice. Yeah. I, I love when, when you use that on the screenshots. I think that's, yeah, that's super engaging and relevant. I don't think you need it twice. Mm. Just put featured by Apple. Apple <laughs> the day, whatever you got. I like this too. I like the little quote. Unlimited VPN admin with combined with any browser, ultra fast servers. Cool. Yep, I like it. As I noticed with other VPN apps that they don't have too many screenshots. It's just like one or two, three. And like one client had one, one really ugly one. And he was making lots of money, and I was like, "Holy cow! How are you doing this?" And so, everything looks positive so far. Super unlimited, super speed VPN app. Okay, see what you're doing there. Done a little bit of ASO for VPN apps. So far, so good. So I think this is the promotional text: security and privacy for Canada. This is what. Tunnel VPN is all about. Okay. You know, he says here too, in a recent study, it was revealed that cyber attack happens every 39 seconds and every one in three individuals are affected by cyber attacks. That might be something worth mentioning, you know, like mm -hmm. protect yourself from cyber attacks. 
every 39%, you know, like something like that, maybe use that as a way to scare us because this one, like, I think this is what we expect from a VPN app, this third screenshot where, you know, you don't, you don't need to point out all the obvious things of a VPN app as well. This yeah, is great. Yeah, I would also look at, uh, you know, the most uh, positive <laughs> reviews and mm -hmm. use that information. Great point. Okay, let's take a look at the app itself. So far, so good. Boom. Tunnel VPN. I'm expecting a pricing page. <laughs> I expect opt-in notifications. I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> you win. You won't play for you. <laughs> you should just guess. That should be the game. Oh, I was expecting a pricing page. Usually it's like boom, pricing page. But one thing we always say, put the I like how he has it at the bottom, get premium membership. Mm -hmm. So he's probably trying to ease the user in and then goes into one week, okay, one month, three-day trial, and then six months. Yeah, I love yeah. Three options and highlighting the popular one. I think that's great. Yeah, and I think you probably want to get people on the the six month. Now nah, it's no longer available in the U.S., so that's probably why this is happening. Yeah. But yeah, I think you probably want to get people on a longer one because one month. I don't know what I, I've heard of this from others too, and I, I've kind of did it myself as a user. But I tend to stay on for a couple of months and then cancel. Mm -hmm. Whereas a year, I'm like, mm, okay, you know, I kind of forget sometimes. Well, that's because the app needs a you know a strong retention team. Yeah. Well, I like it. I think the only thing I would change is try to show that pop-up right in the very beginning. And this pop-up, I think the the vest VPN to protect your privacy, like again, use that, the cyber attack that you had in your description. Talk about why. I just think that the vest VPN isn't cool. Like I, whenever I hear best, I'm like, okay, well, that's a what? Like, so I'd probably get into more specifics on what you had in your screenshots. Like even go, go back to something like this where I think this is beautiful and then talk about the cyber attacks, like protect yourself from, from cyber attacks. So you might have to AB test this a little bit, but the fastest VPN, unlimited VPN bandwidth, what are some of the benefits for me subscribing versus just clicking this? Cause I could probably do this and protect myself. See, wow. Oh, dang it. It's going to go into this. All right. I could probably protect myself, but what's the limitation? I know there's probably I'm limited to something by protecting myself right now. So what's the difference between me free and me getting paid too? Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, exactly. Because I mean, there are so many free tools out there for, you know, you have Ola and I don't know how many others. So you have to highlight what makes you special. Yeah. Cool. I feel like this is wasted space. Like this guy's great, but you can kind of talk about the benefits. Like, you know, people are more likely here. I always point back to this Reflectly app. Now you get to see all the apps that I've been using lately. <laughs> this pricing page, Marla, I'm in love with this pricing page. So something like this, right? It's like, yeah, you have this guy. So while it's cool, not really necessary, you can talk about like how you protect. You know how more more protected you get the little benefits of it, success stories. You've been featured by Apple, all these little things that you can probably pull free versus premium, most commonly asked questions, and then go, go into the pricing plan. So I really like the double opt-in. And from the previous live streams, people have said this longer pricing page has done, they've been A-B testing. They, they've seen higher results with this with this longer pricing page. And it's for a very niche app, horse riding app. Okay, I think this is good. Let's see what else we got. So 
back, Pankaj, back to Rivers. Marilla, <laughs> we've got about 15 minutes left for before you got to jump. This has been, what are the best ways you would recommend to monetize a platform like Rivers? Well, I would definitely try LinkedIn because, yeah, it sounds like that would be really the, the best audience for, for them. Yeah, I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure if search ads would be super helpful because I, I don't think a company would look in the app store for, for this type of app. So I don't know what you think, Steve. Yeah, I think the months, I think if, if he's asking about. Oh, no, sorry, man. I was trying, I don't know why I was uh, about acquisition. <laughs> yeah, I think he's talking about like, how do I get people to subscribe? I think like, you know, whether it's limited by teams, limited by cubes to use your terminology or the users so like up to three users three teams then you'd have to pay i mean even slack i don't even pay for so a platform like this i feel like it's hard to monetize so you might want to try to build up the user base first and then figure out ways that people are asking for certain features and then you know you'll figure out how to monetize off of that too but pankaj said i was like what's the difference he's like it's mobile first easy to use the uvp is instant messaging app has features that have been in Those aren't differentiators in my opinion. The fact that you're mobile first doesn't really matter to me. The fact that you say you're easier to use, that's subjective in a way because I find Slack pretty easy to use too. So what is it that makes you really different? These are just like things. I could just say like, my YouTube channel is cooler. I'm more excited. Like that doesn't really mean anything to anybody, but if I like provide better content than everybody else, that's even better. So like, think about this. This isn't a key differentiator. So you got to really think through that. Right. And also what I mentioned, uh, the third screenshot that was showing how to sort of uh, right. task uh, co-workers with, yeah, if you have it, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right here. So yeah, I would say that's one of the differentiators. Slack doesn't have that or any other Skype yeah. business or, yeah, I think I would start there maybe. Cool. All right. Let me get into a few more and then we got to say bye to Marilla. Alex says, speaking of monetization strategies, do you think it's feasible to mix a gamification concept, purchasing quantity of coins with a subscription concept? Yes. I think that's all possible. We talked about options. So I think it's, that's good to have. Marilla, you want to add anything on that? Uh, no, I agree with you. I, I think that the more options, the better. And yeah, it, it really depends on the subscription price, I guess. And you can see that games are moving towards this anyways. And I, I do have some examples of an app that does this where they do here. I'll show this real quick for you while on topic, but I have this app that I, I really like called motivation. I was going to do a case study on this, but all it does is send you a push notification every like five times a day, Marilla, and just gives you a notification quote. And during this COVID time, I was like, there was a day when I was like, I need an app like this feeling better now. But like there were certain times when I was like, I need an app like this. So it is a subscription base, right? Like I can do this, but here I'll show you guys some things where uh, like this positive thinking. Okay. Let me try to find one. Maybe it's under the themes. So one of these themes, let's see if I can change it. Yeah. Right here. So I can go premium or watch an ad. So they're, they're sort of mixing in and they're mixing into, oops, let me move the comment, but they're mixing. The app is mixing in to unlock this theme and by watching ad or I can go premium. So mix and play that one. And it's doing pretty well in the app space. So congrats to you, my friend. He reached out back in the day. He used to listen to the podcast. He's doing so well that they, don't, they stop listening, Merle. That's the problem. All right, let's go into our last app and then we will call it a day. 
we'll do focus by, I know Dante, I'll try to stick around a little bit longer. Marla, if you can, if you have to jump, you can jump. And then I'll, I'll try to go through the, the thing with Dante as well, because he ended up showing up. All right. Stretch minder. Who is this? Calvin. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking a look at my app implementation of freemium model here. Okay. The onboarding experience, which Morella is great at. Boop, boop, boop. ASO. I've been having thoughts about having a full out gated paywall instead of a freemium. As I've seen, most of my subscribers are ones that initiate the trial right from the initial paywall during signup. We'll be curious about your thoughts on that. Okay, cool. Let's take a look. Stand up and move again. I think, see, let's see if I can pull this up, Calvin. Okay, cool. Apple changed some stuff. All right. So stand up and move like great for branding, not really great for ASO. So just put stretching. I know stretching has good keyword volume, put stretching in there, stretch reminder, stretching app, whatever it is, right? Work from home desk workout. I think what you're trying to go for is work home workout and then desk workout. Hopefully those are the keywords, but I would just think through everything related to stretching, whether it's back stretching. I don't know if they have keyword volume, but think through all the different things related to stretching from that as well. The work, homework, home workouts, very, very competitive at home workouts. So maybe stretching is the category that you really want to be. So anything related to stretching, I would try to dominate that particular niche. Yeah. And again, I would mention the ratings. <laughs> That's like the first thing that I look at when, when I'm looking at the new app. Uh, the average is fantastic. The volume is super low. So yeah, I would definitely focus on that and you know target some of the happier customers and get them to rate the app. And read that article that Marella wrote <laughs> that talks about how she's yeah. like, I always point to you, Marella. It's like, you know, since like, it was, I forget the time frames, but six months of just implementing three months, maybe of implementing this campaign. Here's the number of five stars. Here's the seven years before implementing this campaign. Here's the number of five stars. <laughs> that was, that was the thing that I, re I remember the most. All right. Thank you. Receive nudges to tap to start. Receive nudges, your guide to taking work break, effective work breaks. I like that. 20 plus. Okay. Seems small, but that's why I was like, maybe it's small. I like this. These screenshots are beautiful. Mm -hmm. No, totally. Uh, although what I see missing is the app preview. I don't know. How do you feel about not seeing a video? Well, we can't see it on the web. Let's see if it's on the, the actual phone. Yeah. Yeah. If it's on the phone, I'll look at it real quick. What's this called? Yeah, Stretch minder. Minder. Yeah. When looking at it, but yeah, I mean, uh, I went through the onboarding process and, uh, I mean, overall, I love the concept. Um, I think it's a great idea and uh, the UI is fantastic. I enjoy the yeah. user experience. Um, and the way that I was sort of guided through the journey, uh, although it felt like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it has. There's a, a real room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I felt is like the, the onboarding process uh, can be optimized a bit. Okay. It seems to be uh, that it's split in two phases right now when you have the account registration in the middle. So my recommendation would be to perhaps concentrate it in just one phase, um, make it shorter. Uh, especially, as I mentioned before, the, the way that the app kind of guides me through the journey, they, they do such a fantastic job that I, I don't think that uh, onboarding needs to be that long. So some of the steps can be removed. Right. You know, I like this. But I'm assuming I'm, I'm reluctant to tap on let's get started because I'm assuming it takes me somewhere else. But I almost feel like 
you want me to go through these screens, right? There's only three, so it's not hard for me to do this, but don't, if I tap this and I'm out of this, that's probably not good. And I, I think this should be the first one. Get up, get moving. Yes. This is your main benefit, right? Yeah, so let's get started. Takes you to the account registration. That's, that's right. So like, yeah, I, I would replace that with, like you said, sort of like next. Next, uh, next, and then last screen, let's get started. Yep, totally. Yeah, okay. And then I have to sign up. So he was asking me. You can continue with Apple. I think that's faster. Yeah. But then you know, hide it. Even <laughs> hide, yeah, I always go. Why not? <laughs> when they're watching me, Marilla, I'm like, okay, I'll make it visible. <laughs> when no one's watching me, I'm like, hide. <laughs> All right. So this is great. I like this. $16 a year. I don't know how you feel about this, Marilla. I actually like to see even numbers, like make it 20 bucks, make it 10 bucks. Um, well, you can't really, because I mean, that's the pricing tier. So it's always 0.99. You cannot make it. Well, no, I meant like make uh, it 1999. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So um, also what, what I was, <clears throat> sorry, what, what I was thinking is um, compared to their, let's say, bigger competitors, these prices are super low. Yeah, they are. My recommendation would be to perhaps increase a bit because that, you know, mm -hmm. such a low price might devalue the brand. Yeah, I agree. That's why I was like, just bump it up to 20 bucks. Like what's the difference between oh. 16 and 20? You're not going to see a huge difference. And then you can play around with the monthly too and then make it make maybe five bucks so that the yearly feels like it is way more of a better deal. But and I like maybe, everything yeah, here. Yeah, another, another option. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of three options for some Three reason. options. Lifetime. We talked about this as a theme. So maybe think about lifetime where you can make it 50 bucks or 40 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Usually 2.5, I think. 2.5 the yearly is usually the lifetime. Okay, yeah. That's what I've heard. Okay. Good morning, Steve. I like that. Schedule in your breaks. Let's get started. I like that. You might want, I don't know. My feeling is I probably want to move right away, right? So maybe this is like, instead of setting a schedule, I think I'm going to open an app then I want to move right away. So maybe less focus on the schedule and more focus on moving and stretching because I just downloaded it. Like maybe I'm ready to go. And you're, uh, you're well, you also have the quick start option. I think if you click on any of those, you can actually do something right now. All right. So, so you can move right now. Yeah. No, I, I love the, the part about setting the schedule because, you know, once you sit in front of your computer, you tend to not move for three hours. So yeah, I think that's fantastic <laughs> to get you moving. Come on, Morella, join me, no? <laughs> Let's see what's up. I needed that. <laughs> I know, this feels good. I don't like it. This is really well done. Calvin's good. Hers, oh, okay. I was not trying to skip it. I was just trying to get to the next one so you guys can see, so we can go through all of this. But this is good. This is one of my favorites. And let's see if there's something else. Wrist flex, okay. Yeah, really cool app. Nice work. How do I feel? I feel phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Then maybe there, there's an opportunity, again, to hit me with the pricing because I just finished the workout. I feel great afterwards. Maybe hit me with the pricing again. The one thing that I do see from most people is, oh yeah, I finally see it right here at the very bottom, unlock stretch reminder. Look, most people are probably going to be in here. So remind people that you can still upgrade. Right, whether it's in this motivational app where there's top right here, this little crown that I hit, remind people on this main homepage that you can pay us because it's you have it here, but remind them here. And I like these little locked ones, so that's good. 
some are free, some are paid. I think all that is good. But yeah, I think if you just reminded people like it, that's on here too. Good job. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to use it. So yeah. thank you. I, I like this. I think you can, okay. Marilla said she likes the schedule. Great. I think this is like, you're using a lot of space where you can sit the schedule, probably move these up a little bit. I would probably make it a little bit less. I mean, I know it looks clean, but then this gives you room to then put this unlock stretch plus too. So I think from a UX perspective, I might just move it a little bit. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like this a couple of pixels up so that you can add the little stretch and it still feels like there's room to breathe and it feels like a clean UI. Okay. Marella. Well, thank you for joining us. You got seven minutes, three minutes before you got to jump. I'm going to stay on guys and then go through the last app because I promised you guys and Dante's here anyways. Marilla, if the, so the app and the, the website is zinio.com. I'm going to pull it up as well. Go check them out. If you want some access to your favorite magazines on a Sunday with a cup of coffee and a tea, maybe football in the background, like with me, then go check out zinio.com or just search for zinio, Z-I-N-I-O in your favorite app stores. And Marilla, if the audience wants to connect with you personally, do you want to send them anywhere else? Uh, please feel free to reach out through LinkedIn. I also have my own website uh, where you can find my blog. Cool. <laughs> with a few articles. What's the website? Yeah, I, I try to. So it's my first name, last name. So www.mirelachalai.com. Okay, cool. So easy to find, yeah. And I'm always happy to connect and have a chat with, with people that need help. Um, free advice. <laughs> so go for it. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm here. So thank you so much, Steve. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And yeah, look forward to come back in the future. Come back anytime. I will link all that. Marilla's LinkedIn is already in the YouTube description. So if you guys want to connect with her, do that. And I'm going to add all the, the website stuff after this awesome. is done. Thank, Thank you, Marilla. Right, <laughs> okay. Let's see what else people said. Joe, you made it. You arrived late. I know it's late in Australia, but thank you for making it. And then Rana says, how do you check game app and game trends? Rana, easy app Annie. All right, here, let me just show you guys. Let's have some fun before I got to jump myself. But App Annie is the perfect spot to do this. If you just search for like market research on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, you'll find it. But go to top charts right here. And then you'll see the rest of stuff here. This is where you can figure it out. Number one, Among Us looks like a game, saw that. It's number one. This is where you can see the top charts. Okay. Another question. Leloch. Am I saying that right? Leloch. Should I build an app, publish it, and make it better with time, or take time and make it really? Oh, okay. Loach. Build an app, publish it, and make it better. Don't too many times people we spend too long waiting to get user feedback. Just build the core features, like put it. Put the core three features that you think is going to be the difference maker, right? And build that, push that out, and then see. Because a lot of times, look, you know, like what's the study? One in 10 businesses fail within the first five years. The stack is, you know, the what's the right saying? Everything is stacked against you. So the sooner you can launch and the sooner you can get feedback, the better it is. Please do not wait too long. Build a minimal viable product get it out there, see how people are converting. And then once the, we've done this, look for the video side hustle strategies for app marketers. That is a phenomenal video. If you just got a limited budget and you want to launch your app and we talk all about 
how do you do market research? How do you build the minimum viable product? Get it out there and then fix it and build it better. See that the audience is there. Check that video out. It is phenomenal because I just sort of recap all the different side hustlers that have seen success in the app space and we talk about their strategies too. All right, let's get into the last app. Dante, I know you've been waiting patiently, so thank you for coming on. Focus Bite. Dante, you still here, man? Man, more people are shine, signing up, showing up right now. All right, Focus Bite. I love this app. Focus Timer. It looks like a Pomodoro timer. So from an ASO perspective, Dante, look, you need to have good keywords. The main keyword is going to be for you, Pomodoro timer. So you definitely want that in your title and your subtitle. Gamified study timer. You don't need that. It's already in your screen shots. So you don't need gamified study timer. Unless study timer is a good keyword for you and that has volume. If it doesn't, then you probably need something that's better, whether it's Pomodoro, whether it's focus, whether whatever it is, right? So think through that. And because you're a this seems like it's for like my son's generation. Well, it still feels like it's for me. The what I would say is think through the keywords that they might be targeting, right? Like your students. So whether it's a like Rudy's app that we've done live stream with a couple of weeks ago, it's geometry solver. Or think about what high school students are going to be searching for because you might find keywords that have good traffic but lower difficulty, and you might be able to rank for those. So don't always think through. This is my keyword. This is the main keyword I want to go after productivity, Pomodoro timer, but think through this app is built for this audience. What other things would they be searching for that I might be able to target to? Okay. But overall looks good. 40 plus friends to keep you occupied, grow as you study. Look, I think this is grow as you study should be your, your second timer. Cause I think the 40 friends cool, but not that not as cool as grow as you study because that's what probably people want, right? Like back my age, back when we we're in high school, we like these Tamagotchi things and you kind of feed it and you grow and so much. So the more you study, the more you grow and then level up. So leave the timer and lose the treasure. Don't know what that means. Oh, if you, okay, you could lose. All right. Collect tall. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm thinking about is fight your phone addiction, get rewards and good habits. Awesome. So this, see, like I like these screenshots a little bit more than this 40 friends. So I like this first one. I like this one, grow as you study. And then I think I like the customize and the, this one. So I might move these up, play around with that. But this is what I seem to like, because I think customization is huge for your demographic. and this is probably huge. I know I'm trying to fight my son with his phone addiction for that too. So that's what I would say with that app. Let's take a look at the app itself. So far, so good. Dante. Holla in the comments below if you, oh, good. It also fights. Okay. You are here. Good. It's very similar to force. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking the app, dude. So it's so far, so good. Let's get better together. Fill up and have fun while you study and do work. Okay, cool. Log in, sign up. Sign up with Apple. I'm gonna hide it. Sorry, but you got my email addresses right there. Okay. Choose. Okay, like this. My boy. It's name. But Dante. Shout out. Oh, cool. You go straight into it. All right. Be so good you can't ignore you, Steve Martin. I 
I like this so far. Where's the, where can I buy? So again, Dante, like I would probably show this, I get it. I know you're trying to be like a soft sell type of thing, but I think showing the pricing page would be beneficial. You can put one-time purchase. I do think with an app like this, man, you could probably, oh, I don't, I don't even know what the price is. $3 easily. I think you can charge 20, like 10 bucks a year for this app. I just think with a subscription, things are moving towards it. And so maybe if you want that one-time purchase, like we talked about with lifetime, maybe make it like $10 for a year and then $12 for lifetime, right? Something super simple like that, because if then I'm like, fudge it, I'll just buy the lifetime. Right? So I think that's important. I don't think the one-time purchase is interesting. I would put something else like have fun, do more or be more productive and have fun or have fun being productive. Something like that versus one-time purchase. Who the hell wants to do that? Right? Like nobody wants to pay. Nobody wants to, nobody's like, Hey, come into my store and buy clothes. It's like, come into my store and save people want to save. All right. Access your statistics, save data, custom tags. All right. More coming soon. Cool. Yeah. I think if you're, if you want to continue building this app, you want to continually get people to subscribe to a subscription. So again, here, the biggest mistake I see no pro version to buy on this home screen. All I see is start, which is awesome. I love this quote. I love all the graphics into it, but Hey, you can move it up. You can maybe in, at the bottom say go pro, or maybe even right here, go pro. somewhere. You can say go pro. I had to look for it. Not a lot of people are going to look for it. I don't think, whoops, let's see. Let's put one minute. Whoops. Start. Ah, cool. I like that. Good. Uh, let's see what happens there. And then I'll get into some of the things. The problem is Dante says other apps in my space all do one time. Yeah. But so what, you know what I mean? We all did one time. We all did paid apps. Things change. So I don't think it's a, you'd be surprised at how many people are subscribing to an app that you are like, why the hell would they pay a subscription fee? Like I said, I think it's a blend. You can do one year and then you can do lifetime. So you can just charge that one lifetime thing. All right. Gilliam says, Hey there, what is up app nation? What is up Gilliam? Lamar. What's up Lamar? Love the live streams. Thank you, man. Or uh, Piyush asks, what are your thoughts on progressive web apps versus native apps? Piyush, you know, not my expertise. I believe in just building low cost, like get it out there, implement, and get ready to rock and roll. So that's what I believe. Whatever gets you to launch, that's where I would go. Obviously native is more seamless, but you know, if progressive web apps make, get you go because it's cross-platform and you can make it so cool, do that, right? Because I think it doesn't matter. Nobody looks under the hood and be like, oh, what's that made out of? No, you don't care if I'm on WordPress or if I'm using live stream, like StreamYard or, you know, lead pages. It doesn't matter. Just get it out there, test the market and see what helps the most. All right, cool. So here, Dante, something to play around with. You got one exper experience or whatever that is and two coins. Maybe allow me to double up and watch a video ad maybe right because now it's a great another monetization thing for you you're adopting strategies from games that are doing well this is how they games monetize so think about maybe allowing me to watch a video ad by doubling my coins so i'll hit okay again i just did something cool 
This is where you hit me with the pricing page. Great job, Steve. Now, now level up. Boom. Show me the pricing page. When I've done something cool, when I'm happy, when I have had a good experience with your app, definitely go into that pricing page. Try to get me. So if you guys want to send me some money, if you're feeling good, do that. All right. Venmo me. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing. All right. Break. Okay, cool. Look, looks good. Again, I think you can better monetize. The app looks phenomenal. So don't, everything else is great. I think you can better monetize. Oh man. See, you got all these things. You got the store and all this stuff. I think you could do a better job of this. Look at games, Dante, because while you have this, there's a big emphasis on this, but very small emphasis on everything else. Like here, let me try to get to subway surfers. Oh, I deleted the app. Dang it. But if you look at games, you can see that there are, let's leave Crossery Road does a good job of this. There's better ways to highlight the store, everything else than the way you've done it. Cause everything else is hidden. Like right here, right? Like, okay, wait, ah, geez, people. Everyone, sure, why not? Right here, see? Look, the main screen, I'm not taking up anything, right? I see the coin still. I see this little gift thing that I can get. I see this and I, I can go into, I don't know what this was. Okay. Two player mode. Duh. And then, and then coins. So like there's ways around it where you can adopt certain game elements. I think subway surfers does a phenomenal job at it where it looks a little bit busy, but there are ways in the left and right corner around here that you can promote the store. Right. I get it because if I'm in a timer, guess what I'm going to be doing when I'm using your app. If I'm in a timer, most likely, which is what you want most people to do. I'll set a timer. Ooh, that's kind of weird. Dante fixed that. I'm trying to scroll this and it keeps coming up. Not looking good. All right. So I'll do this instead. Okay. Guess what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hit start and I'm not gonna look at your app. Hopefully. Right. Because I'm studying. So you want to highlight, give up. Yes. You want to highlight these things, these cool avatars and store somewhere on the main page. Don't bury it under here. Now I don't, you have the data. You say, screw you, Steve. I have the data that proves that people go to it even underneath the hamburger menu. All right. Might be wrong, but I'm just saying, all right, Andy, how was your time in SoCal? Did you have fun? Thanks, Andy. I did. I can show you some pictures. Let me see if I can find some pictures, but I'll show you some pictures. It was so much fun. We were in Palm desert and we had a great time that it was a good reset. So I'll show you some pictures. All right. Any other questions before we say goodbye? Let me share. Let me close this. Check this out, Andy. All right, here we go. A little exclusive. Why not? Right? Like, let's have some fun. Like, Andy, you're in SoCal, right? We stayed in this house. There's this lake right here. It's so much fun. Something about being in a lake and waking up in a lake. Man, does something to the soul. Here's the family pic. And then here's my wife beautiful wife and daughter. What else? Another picture of them. My son. We wait, we stayed in a hotel. He's coming in the slides. So a lot of good fun. All right. I don't know why I'm sharing this with you guys. <laughs> All right. Joke motive. All right. Yo, Dante, keep me posted. He said, got it. Good. Thank you. Keep me posted guys. As these live streams, I mean, I love hearing back from you guys too. Like, Hey, we made these changes and this, what, this is what happened. Just like we did with case study with Rudy. 
If you have a case study that you want to share with me, email me, steve at masters.com and we will, we'll have you on and we'll talk about the case study. So hopefully that will help. Piyash says, what books do you recommend for marketing strategies? Piyash, I think, you know, it depends on where you want, where you're trying to think through, but there's influence by Robert Cialdini that talks about it's marketing focus. There's the catalyst that I just read. That was great in terms of psychology. And then there's traction. So those are all good books. Just start with one. I mean, I feel like they're all blending in because I just do a lot of audiobooks, but that's been great. Okay. Are you, are you not near the fires? We were near the fires. That's why we went to LA. Now sort of the fires have gone down to LA because the air quality is way better here. So I sort of escaped that, but yes, we are down there. And then Andy said, I thought you were there in OC near Irvine. Cool. I got some friends in Irvine to Andy. All right. And then Roshan says, would you recommend paying someone to develop an app or learn a code? <laughs> Roshan. So depends on your appetite in a way. When I first started in the app space, I learned how to code because I just wanted to learn. Right. And I was patient enough because I had a full-time job. It was just a fun thing to do. As now this is my business, I know I'm way better at marketing than I am at actually coding. While I understand it, it's good for me to have this coding knowledge so that when I talk to a developer, I can see if they're BSing me or not. It's not something that I want to pursue full time. So it really depends on your appetite. All right. Are you going to do another pre-order video? Andy, I am, but it has to give it time because like all things, you gotta let it marinate, man. The, what we're going to do is I'm launching an app soon and we're going to go walk you step-by-step step of what we did and hopefully share some results. Not hopefully we are going to share some phenomenal results about how I've been able to grow it into a $10,000 monthly revenue type of app or, you know, 1000, the first, the first milestone being the 1000 and then the 10,000 and so forth. So I'm going to walk you step-by-step step to get to, and it's going to be a case study and everything else on how to get your app, a subscription-based app from zero, like pre-launch, all the way to at least 1,000 and then so forth. All right, let's see. What tools do you use for creating YouTube videos? Pinyash, YouTube video screen flow. I've actually been recording with StreamYard sometimes too because I love how I can do this and this. And then it's less work from an indie video editing because I'm sort of like recording and editing at the same time. So I love StreamYard, man. But like all things, it's consistency. It's not the tools. I think we all get focused on the tools because obviously we need some tools to get going, but StreamYard or ScreenFlow are great. And then Led, and I'll say goodbye to you guys because I got to get out of this studio and I got to start my work day. But Led says, does Morella have a YouTube channel? I do not think she does, but she does have this website that you can check out. It's a beautiful website here that I will link up to. So right there, Morella's Chile, just search for it there. And you can find her there and follow her on the different social media platforms. All right, guys, that is it. Thank you all for joining. Andy, thank you. Joe, go, always good to see you. Excited to be working together with you. Now, if you guys, we are going to be launching a premium app audit. If you want to go dig deeper into an app, it's going to be super affordable. We're going to take a look at your app going to give you the secrets about how to monetize. I'm kind of giving you some UX and UI feedback and some monetization, but we're going to go deeper into the monetization. So go check out appmasters.com slash audit. By next week's live stream, you'll see some premium features and a super affordable price that we can help you out with. The other thing is 
if you do want the free stuff, just go to that website. Like nothing's going to change next week. We're going to have Haim from B seven dev. Love these guys. They've been a longtime sponsor of the show and podcast. One of my first, very first sponsors. So to, who was it that asked me about Pinyash? I think, oh no, Roshan, would you recommend someone develop an app? If you guys are interested in getting your app developed, go check them out. It's B the number seven dev.com. Heim's going to come on. We're going to talk about how to really think through an app idea and build it properly. So go check it out as my wife is telling me to get the hell out of here. All right, guys. Thank you guys. Rudy, good to see you made it at the end. I'll see you guys next week. We're going to talk about app development. We're going to talk about how to take your ideas into an app, what core features features you should build. All right. Until next time. Thank you guys for joining. Make sure you hit that subscribe. Ah, I'm just kidding. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.